back to another episode of Interview You. This is your host, Lewis Shine. And hey, I have a very, very special guest um, on the show today. Um, somebody that's really been dear to my heart. has been a mentor to me, a pastor, um, a friend, <laughs> um, many other things, but um, just someone that's really important in my life and wanted to bring him on to um, you know, talk sports and talk about his background as well as what he does now. And um, so without giving everything away, I want to introduce to you all, Pastor Herb Ford, how you doing? I'm doing good, Lewis, man. Good to be a part of your show today. It's awesome. Oh, man. Glad to have you on. It's uh, very exciting. Been wanting to get you on for a little while. I know the season's been busy and, you know, uh, with everything's going on right now, uh, you know, it's kind of little out of whack for everybody just trying to adjust but you know glad that uh you know been able to get you on now to to talk a little bit um you know first wanted to um get started and 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 go back um to where you started in sports where sports first touched your life um and and where you felt that this is something that you kind of wanted to get into well um my sports background is pretty uh (laughs) has a pretty uh, funny beginning, actually. Um, my, I grew up in a family where my father and his brothers, my brother, my, my dad was the youngest of nine brothers, and of nine children, I'm sorry. And uh, he had played sports all through, you know, middle school and high school and ended up going to Michigan State and was there. And, and um, you know, when I was coming up, it was one of those things where, you know, you're going to do something. We don't necessarily know what, is, what it is, but you're going to do something, you know. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, you know, we played a lot of football out in the street, you know, with the, you know, the goal line being the, uh, being the driveways, you know what I'm saying? And we did a lot of basketball, (laughs) actually basketball was probably the direction that I was going. I had made our varsity team as a young guy, um, you know, as a sophomore, I think in high school, but, um, I don't know. You know, the thing that intrigued me was track and field. And uh, I got into track and field at a at a younger age. I, I knew that I had a little bit of speed because one day I end up uh, uh, getting into a fight with a bully and the bully, uh, uh, him and his, uh, I, I think he had 15 or 20 other friends tried to jump me and I <laughs> took off running and uh, it was 20 of them chasing me in an elementary school field. And uh, nobody could catch me right then and there. I knew I had a future in track and field. <laughs> That's how it came about. <laughs> you, you know, by Man. situation, you know, sometimes you get it by revelation, <laughs> but this was definitely situation, you know. So uh, so uh, then uh, I end up uh, uh, connecting uh, with, with a, a, a coach that would actually be a future uh, high school Hall of Famer uh, track and field coach Martin Crane out of uh, Flint Beecher, uh, who had won, won many, many state championships uh, in the Class B era, but uh, uh, ended up, I ended up going, coming up through what were called the Flint Olympian Games, then the Canusa Games, which were a uh, brother and sister city games between Hamilton, Ontario and Flint, Michigan. And I competed very well at those particular games, end up joining um, Beecher High School's uh, team. And three out of my four years, I think I was an all-stater in track and field. We won three out of my four years the state championship. 
And my fourth year, we were runner-ups and we ran against some very hefty class A schools, class B schools. We were a class B school, but uh, but we did very, very well uh, from there. Uh, end up um, being recruited uh, by Michigan State actually as a sophomore, um, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff had received some interest from Tennessee and some other schools and whatnot. But uh, but I end up settling on one of the Mid American Conference schools that wanted me, and that was the University of Toledo. Uh, and uh, went to University of Toledo, uh, did well uh, my first few years there. Um, I was basically uh, all Mac every year. I was top five, top eight every year uh, in our conference. Uh, never went to NCAA championships. Uh, my strongest year, actually, believe it or not, was my freshman year. Uh, I was one of the fastest 19-year-olds uh, in the country. Uh, end up going to um, junior nationals, TAC junior nationals at the time. And just, you know, uh, love the sport. Still had the freshman record there, I think. Uh, and so it was a tremendous time for me. Uh, I think as a freshman, I was the only person to really score points from our from from Toledo because we just had a bad year, you know, um, as a freshman. And so uh, from there, I ran there for five years, obviously having a redshirt year and whatnot. And uh, uh, and that's kind of where things began, you know, for me and begin to take off for me. Uh, just loving the sport, falling in love with, you know, the icons of that era. Uh, Carl Lewis had an opportunity actually to run against Ben Johnson and Rahi Ishmael and uh, James Jett, I believe it was, at the Bama Relays. I mean, there were a number of people that uh, I remember running against, Stan. Uh, I just always, you know, love the sport. Yeah, that's that's really good stuff. Now, when you were in high school, was there like a particular moment where, you know, that moment where it's like, oh, I could do something with this, you know, like, like, oh, okay, let me maybe think about college, you know, because this is going pretty well. Was there a moment that that kind of happened for you? Yeah, Lewis, there was a time when I was in high school where things began to click. Um, where I began to understand that there could be a future in this. One of them was we had an, you know, a high school All-American on our team who would eventually actually go to the pros and football and that kind of thing. And I was one of the people that was on the relay uh, that he was on. And, um, and I began to notice that I would be second or second or third or whatever to this guy. And um, and I just said to my, you know, I remember, you know, it was a big deal for our team to get one of those spots where you go to state because it would take 12 guys and you got to be the guy, you know, somebody's got to, you got to be at a place in the 100, the 200 or something. And you got to be able to be a relay guy for the four by one, the four by two or four by four. And so for me, it was one of those things where I know I was putting, you know, I knew I was putting the work in. Um, I love the sport. I did it during indoor. I did it during outdoor. And my coach, one of the things that he did that really helped us get a, a, an advantage was make sure that we were able to run indoor track as well as outdoor track. See, a lot of times what people don't understand, particularly on the high school level, that the, the few weeks that you have to train for indoor uh, don't re, uh, are, are an absolute necessity. Um, for, if you are going to flourish during your outdoor, you have to 
um, it, it, it's a six month thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a six month thing. And so um, I began to realize that if I would just stay the course, I wouldn't give up. I would keep my nose clean, stay out of trouble and that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, I was third in the state, my high school, you know, my senior year, I was, uh, I think I was, uh, I was third in the state in one event and sixth in the state in the hundred meter and the hundred meter. I was sixth in the 200. I was third. So, and the guys that beat me that were, uh, <laughs> it's funny, the guys that beat me in the 200, both end up playing NFL football. One played for the Raiders and the New York Giants and the other one played for the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. So so I was in good company. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Man. You know, um now here's a question I have for you too, because you you know you got recruited D one, went D one. You know, nobody just rolls out of bed and just goes D one. You know, so I'm assuming that like your work high school we we but during high school, like, what what types of things were you doing, and where was the buy-in for you that, hey, I gotta I gotta do something different in order to 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 go to these types of levels that you're speaking of? Yeah, um, there was definitely more that had to be done. Um, my, I had an uncle, my uncle Johnny, and my uncle told me he said, um, um. You know, I told my uncle, I said, Uncle I, uh, Uncle Johnny, I want to be the fastest dude in the state. I mean, in the city, you know, in the state, whatever. And he said, uh, well, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to do a thousand times more than everybody else. I said, what? He said, you have to do a thousand times more than everybody else. And so when you're young, you don't really understand what that means. Uh, but it was a concept. It was a different concept. I mean, my father was a hard worker. But my uncle Johnny was one of the best wrestlers in the Midwest of the United States. He actually ended up going to Iowa and um, and wrestling with, you know, Olympians and stuff. I mean, his coach was an Olympic champion. I mean, you know, so he had another concept, another mentality that was. And so, like, for example, he would say, if you want to be the fastest um, guy, you know, then you're going to need to do a thousand calf raises a night. You, you know what I'm saying? I'll be like, huh? And so I would, I wouldn't do a thousand, but I would probably get about six or 700 in about five times a night. Um, he would go, he would, he would do, he would talk to me about push-ups, and he would talk to me about just getting my body into a place. He said, when you get done with a track meet, you better go out and run after you do track meet. And so I'll find myself getting back from a meet you know, if it was an earlier meet and I would go out and I would be running after I had just got done competing in a meet, you know, you, so, so it was a different kind of thing. And so uh, that same mentality uh, has gotten a lot better because obviously as I've gotten older, I've learned that it just takes more to be more. And a lot of times it's just the repetition of doing it. Obviously sports are a lot more high tech, a lot more uh, you know, you know, it, it's a, there are a lot of things that a person can do to get ready for their sport, which in the past, it wasn't that way. A lot of times it was just people that, you know, they were really gifted and it was clear that they were gifted and this kind of thing. Well, I was one of those guys where it just wasn't automatically on me. You know, I didn't automatically win every time. It was one of those things where I had to put brick by brick by brick, you know, for a D1 offer. I had to, 
I had to really do things that were a lot different. But in today's world, and I'm sure you've seen the statistics on on kids that go Division One with track and field, uh, and kids that go Division One with all types of things. There, there's not a lot of um, there are not a lot of that actually receive that distinction as D1. But the great thing about today's culture, Division Two and Division Three athletes, uh, NAIA athletes, they are still some of the greatest athletes in the country. I mean, they 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 really are, and you see it show up on NBA teams and NFL teams, and in you know there there's a young man uh, that my son ran against in high school, and Christian ended up beating this guy. This guy ended up going to a Division. Uh, two school that was really good that had won national championships, not just, you know, conference championships, they won national championships. And this guy just this year got an All-American status, um, you know, and and of the year because he had just, he's just been working very hard. And he'll end up going pro and all of that kind of stuff. But the things that click a lot of times are really connected to when you begin to understand what the price tag is for greatness. That's really when it begins to click and you start doing more than what's expected. So you begin to see the outcomes that, that, um, that you're really wanting to see. Yes. And and that's amazing because, you know, with that clicking inside of you and and starting to put some of that work in here, you find yourself at the university of Toledo. And, you know, I remember when you took me up there and showed me the track and everything, I kind of got a feel for, you know, where you were, you know, when you when you did your thing there. Um, talk a little bit about maybe the difference now, now that you're there and that difference in either workload or speed or just what was your introduction into the college track realm like? Okay. Yeah, college track was different than high school track. And part of the reason is because everybody is fast, you know, so, um, <laughs> you know, you know, everybody is getting paid. Everybody is, you know, there, there are things that are different. Obviously, when you get to college, uh, you have a little bit, uh, a few different things because, you know, you have drug testing, you know, when you get in college. So there's a uh, there's immediate difference uh, there. Uh, obviously, you have your studies uh, and you have a certain, you know, level that you have to be because eligibility is huge. Obviously, being ineligible can cause a person to lose their scholarships and different things like that. Uh, there's the pressure of, you know, bills. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, like it's one thing for you to have a scholarship. It's another thing for you to live off campus and have a scholarship. Okay. So you got to manage your budget, you know, transportation, getting back and forth. I mean, there's just a lot of different things, your social life and all of that. But the workload that changed for me was uh, one of the uh, sprint people uh, that I was there was, um, end up going to the NFL uh, as well. Darren Anderson is his name. He played several, uh, has several successful seasons and whatnot. But we had a Chinese national, a former Chinese nationals coach, jumps coach that was doing jump sprint training with us. And so I learned a lot uh, from him uh, because he understood, you know, some things. Um, I didn't have, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that I got a lot better but I was more mediocre, to be honest with you, within the conference. Uh, but there was, you know, you there was a lot more work. I mean, you know, in college, you don't think about it, 
you know, I didn't think about it when I was growing up, but diet was a huge part of things. And, you know, why? Because I find myself throwing up, you know, three out of four practices or five practices a week, I'm throwing up when I get done, you know? So, um, and I never did that in high school. I mean, you know, not really. I don't remember really doing that. I mean, maybe one practice a year, but in college, there were just, it was just more of a workload because you're, you're, you're not competing against average people. Most people in college have been a high school conference champion. A lot of people in college top three top five top eight in their in in the state that they live in so you're just dealing with people whose bodies are a lot more mature whose uh whose bodies have been taken care of a little bit more and then the coaching you're dealing with coaches that are paid financially in order to get you uh to a particular level so uh, the, the the level of work and the level of accountability jumps up tremendously from one level to the next. Yeah, and that, that brings me to like my next thing and mentioning culture, because I knew, you know, even when I played in college and the, the culture is different. Like you mentioned, the coaches, that's their livelihood now. They're feeding their family. So <laughs> it's their job to push you a certain way. I know when I got to Miami, even my strength and conditioning coach, you know, putting putting a little uh, little twenty five on each side of the bar wasn't cutting it. You know, uh -uh, I uh -uh. quickly, I quick, yeah, I quickly was pushed to forty fives, and I couldn't do them, but I was pushed that direction. What was that culture like for you? You know, in terms of how they were pushing you and how you were even pushing yourself. Yeah, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head. You know, I didn't even really think about, you know, that. But, yeah, the, obviously the training is completely, you know, different. You know, it uh, is something that we did sporadically in high school, not with any kind of regularity. We probably did, did more circuit stuff than anything, you know, in high school. But in college, yeah, it's way – you are squatting, you know, <laughs> a minimum of, you know, probably about 400. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, 400 plus. <laughs> I mean, that's like normal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, to put like <laughs> yeah. five, six plates on there for a squat, that's – you're going to have to do that, you know, because it's it's just a different – it's just a different level. You know what I mean? That, uh, not to mention – you know, and this is something that I'll, I'll put out there as well. When you're on scholarship, you work for them. You, you know what I'm saying? So whatever they need you to do, you know, talk about workload, whether you talk about um, selling, um, s selling brokers or what, you know, or s selling things during football games because, you know, track is not really a revenue generating sport for most universities, although where my son is in college at, it is a revenue generating, you know, um, group and, and whatnot. But the thing that I, you know, that I'll share is just this, is that uh, that that culture is 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 different. You know, it it really is about working hard. It really is about you know, identifying, you know, I mean, you're becoming a man, you understand what I'm saying? You, you're becoming, you're becoming grown, you know? And so with that, it just really uh, helps 
when you're able to, uh, you know, connect with the right people, connect with the right coaches, because, you know, you, you play, you know, division one sports, it takes, there are a lot of things that have to come in place. You know, you got your coaches, you got strength conditioning people, you got equipment people, you got other people on the team, the group you run with, it's you, your classes, it's, you know, bills, it's, you know, food. It's. I mean, you understand what I'm saying. It, it's you're 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 you're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. on your own, and mom and dad are not really there for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of different areas and different uh pieces that got to come together to make game day happen, or to make you staying in school happen. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, with with your time at at Toledo, you know, all Mac. You know, did some great things there, and then even even after after sports for you, I've been a witness to some of the great things you've done. You know, um, whether that's you telling me certain stories that that you've been a part of, or even in ministry doing certain things business wise or whatnot. Like there, there's always I've always heard a common theme in the stuff that you've taught me, or the stuff that you experienced in sports and non sports things of of, of there's something that needs to take place in order for you to be great. And you just can't do a mediocre type of work ethic to get there. Kind of talk about how you've been able to mold your own work ethic and just accomplish different things because of what you've been able to put into it. Yeah. You know, um, that's a great question. You know, uh, as a, as a pastor, uh, a dad, a coach, um, as a um, community leader um, and uh, as a salesperson uh, here for the largest, um, one of the largest independent uh, pathology laboratories in the country, you know, um, you and I have talked about this, you know, many times, you know, I heard years ago, um, you know, somebody talk about, you know, greatness or the anointing or, you know, just different things. And they were saying that, the price tag is the price tag and it never goes on sale, you know, and I've kind of lived by that, you know, um, I remember years ago, um, Pastor David Roberts, I used to glean from him on the amount of energy and effort and time he would spend making deposits into his children. And I remember seeing that and recognizing that, you know, I didn't have, like, my dad spent a lot of time with me, but my dad spent more, you know, we spent more time on the basketball court because that's where my dad wanted me to kind of be, or that that was his insight. He didn't have any insight in the sport that I was in. And so, so in athletics, they, it, natural things mirror spiritual things. You know what I'm saying? Natural things mirror spiritual things. Mm -hmm. So, the same way that it takes work spiritually in order to see stuff manifest in a natural realm is the same way it takes stuff being done in the back room in order for it to be displayed for the world. Does that make sense? You know, yeah, yeah. so so that that means the, the concept isn't different. You know, um, the concept is, and I, you know, the Bible makes statement makes a statement like this. Jesus says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of 
uh, kingdom righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. Okay, that is a seeking, that is a working, that is a pushing to, that is a inquisitive. Only those that ask questions get answers. Okay, so it's the same thing when you're talking about being successful in business. You know, uh, my wife and I have uh, run a a a title, uh, well, actually, a real estate investment company for almost two decades. And part of just continuing to run that company and whatnot is I have to be ahead of the game on stuff. So that means that, you know, whether you talk about taxes, whether you talk about insurance, whether you talk about fixing the place up, whether you talk, you know, no matter what you talk about, you have to have a system in place for this to happen. Um, And so concepts like that, concepts like the 10,000 hour rule from books like um, from uh, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, called um, the the um, not insiders, but it's uh, um, there, there's a book that that he writes that speaks specifically on the ten. You know that it takes about ten thousand hours uh, for a person to become a professional in a particular area. When I broke that down, it's about seven years uh, going three to four hours a day is is what what it what it breaks breaks down to, and and I. And and understanding that for not just my son, but my daughter, uh, my son through doing something, you know, maybe maybe an hour a day, an hour and a half a day, you know, you know, sometimes two hours a day um, was able to be recruited by, I don't know, 17, 20 some schools uh, to end up making a decision to run Division One track here in the Horizon League and is now a Horizon League champion. My daughter is currently about, she's 11 years old, but she's taking her steps towards Olympic development soccer right now after making the cut to keep moving and different things like that. But tonight, like today, you know, even though we're dealing with COVID-19, my son is going to go and he's going to have a track and field workout today at the track. It might be by himself. He might do it. I might take my daughter out there to work on her speed, but it's going to happen regardless of what's going on on the rest of the earth. My daughter, to have at least an hour towards her foot skills uh, and getting things done for her soccer so that she is dominant. I mean, at her early age right now, she received uh, the Gatorade Buckeye Award or whatever at the soccer camp at Ohio State University. She's 11 years old. But why? Because if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. It's another level of passion desire if you want to be the best at what you do yeah and that's 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 super amazing um and you know one of the reasons i even wanted to bring you on um i know we could do an eight-part <laughs> series because there's a lot of stuff we talk about <laughs> but you know with this sports thing like that's something that me and you we've been able to vibe on a lot you know and you've done it as well as now you've taken the things that that you have learned over the years you're inputting them into your own kids and even other other kids um, that you coach yeah. that have went on to get scholarships all Americans uh, I've coached several um, that went went on to go uh, to you know to Oral Roberts University kids that end up you know playing football but you know were track kids of mine for years uh, kids that went to you know other MAC champions and, and different ones like that. It's interesting because the the how can I put it the ingredients are the same 
you just tweak them to make the gumbo that you want for that season. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. The you know it, for gumbo you're gonna need some roux, you're gonna need some 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 chicken, you're gonna need some rice, some shrimp, seafood, so just different things you're gonna need in it. But I but 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 that that recipe is that recipe. You you understand what I'm saying? That recipe yeah. don't change. That recipe is what it is. And I think you know even you know I bring up COVID nineteen again. It's the people like during this season. That's continue. This, this is when the greatest and the best of who we are as humanity is manifested. Anytime the world is pushed, and you know, to 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 un, uncomfortable levels. You know, you think about the Renaissance. You think about the Dark Ages. You think about all these kind of things that were you know manifesting greatness. You know, um, uh, you know, inventions that have never been thought of. Um, you know, and I think some of that. You know, again, I'm encouraging my kids, you know, uh, each day. Okay, let's think about the next step in your evolution. How somebody's out there, I always remind my kids of this, somebody out there, somebody else out there doing it, somebody making it happen right now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Man, (laughs) and that's the truth because the world don't stop, you know, and um, I like how you said, like, you know, when you're in situations like this, it, it, it can be a, it could be an excuse. You could get worse or you could get better. And mm-hmm. it, everything keeps going. And and also one of the things that it kind of makes me think of is just the times that you were sowing into your son, because I, I was right there, you know, alongside of, you, you know, youth ministry. But, you know, when it was raining and we had a, a little bit of time, I saw sprints down the hallway and workouts on the basketball court. Like it was just like a make it happen mode. There was a no excuse, <laughs> put the work in. Like, and, and like I say, one of the reasons I want to bring you on because right now, and this is like a special segment that, you know, is going to be for just athletes. I have a number of other people coming on, but I wanted to bring you on because I know that you're somebody that understands it. You've walked it and you've been able to um, see the fruit of it for yourself. You've also taught it and input it into your own children, other people's kids that you're seeing the fruit of it in their collegiate levels and beyond, like mm-hmm. what's, what's a message that, you know, as our athletes are listening, especially during this time, you kind of hit on it, but just speaking to them about the grind and, and, and taking advantage of every moment and making it happen and outworking the next person. Like, you know, what would you speak to them on that, that topic um, concerning that? Yeah, I'll, I'll lean into this, um, you know, really good. I, I, I think a, a statement that I make is, is this right here. Every day matters. Every day matters. You know, when you get to the point to where you realize that the only thing God is not making more of is time. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, time and land, you know, um, um, but mostly everything else, it, it is, you know, it, it is what it is. So um, I think that you have to take advantage of each and every day. You know, you have moments and times where, you know, and a lot of times, Lewis, you know, an athlete, sometimes they have to get a, um, how can I, they have to have, they have a, have, have a moment when things click. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I hope that by hearing what I'm talking about today, when I say, everything matters, that you realize that that you got to keep that moment when things clicked in front of you. 
so that you understand that if you're going to get it and you're going to hit it each time, you got to do that. I remember when my son was, I think he was running, it was nine and 10 year, it it was like, he was running with eight and nine year olds is what it was. And no, no, it was nine and 10. But the thing was, was that because he was eight turning nine, he had to run with a nine and 10 year old. That's how AAU was. And so what happened, Lewis, was he didn't make the regional championships for the state of Ohio. And because he didn't make that regional, he was crying and weeping and this and all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, I said, do you see how you feel right now? He said, yeah. I said, do you want to feel that way anymore? He says, no, I don't. This is the thing. If you want to, if you want to be, I, I can get you to the point to where you'll go every year if you want it, you know, but it's, but it's going to cost, you know? And he said, that's what I want because he just felt so bad that it was like, oh my God, my friend is going, this buddy of mine from the other school, they going and what next year he got up in the morning early, push-ups, sit-ups, dips, calf raises, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, running, sprints. And he did that for a year. And then next year came around. Not only did he win the state championship, he won the region championship at the age of nine for the nine and 10 year olds or whatever it was and end up going to junior nationals. But he remembered that moment. And from that moment, everything switched for him and, and he kept it in front of him. And that led to um, being a state champion as a middle schooler for the eighth grade to being an all American in the 200 meter as an eighth grader. It led to being um, a regional and conference champion for the state and end up being ultimately number 25 in the country for the 200 meter as a senior. So one of the, so uh, uh, indoors yeah. the 200 meter, you know, as a senior, which is, which is huge uh, on, on any level to be counted in the top 25 in your nation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, 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 because he understood, and that was a time, let me explain to you, Lewis, and this will, this will blow this thing up. I was unable to train him, but because of the years and the deposit that I put into him, I could lay in the training that was required. And he, me coming once a week because I was on the road, he, he was able to take what I had given him and manufacture the fastest 200 meter time he had ever run in his life, which ultimately led him to his full scholarship at his university. Man. So in essence, what you're saying is that foundation that you put in, like it's there now, train the child up in the way he should go (laughs) type of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And he was able to take that. Other athletes take what you know and do it when ain't nobody watching. You, you, it's, it's what you, it's called character is what it's called, Lewis. It's called character. Yeah. And so character is what you do when nobody's paying attention to you. Because you have to understand what's done in the dark manifests in the light, always. No matter who you are, no matter, I mean, every once in a while we have some, well, you know, I hurt my leg, so it's not working. And, and I, you know, but I have been working hard and all that kind of stuff. But I, I believe this right here. All things work together to the good of them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. It, th- there's a way that things have a way of coming back around. And just like Christian was third in the state of Ohio in the 200 meter. And I can speak to this. And the reason why I keep continue to speak about him, because what I'm saying, this is 
a direct download from one generation to the next. Okay. And so, yeah. so what happened was the same way he was third in the 200 in the state competition, he was third in the 200 in the Horizon League competition when he got to college. You see what I'm saying? His goal yeah. was to win it. You know, the day one, uh, the first day of the conference meet, he was number one. He turned in the fastest time in the 60 meter dash even, you know. But the thing is, is that he was able to help his team get where they're going. And his goal, though, he don't have no goals of just being a conference championship. He has a goal of going to NCAA championships and doing something. He wanted to go to Worlds this year, but with COVID-19, we don't know that that right there can happen. So it's going to be a, a really yeah. different kind of situation. But um but yeah, but that that's what I would say. I would say, you know, make sure you you realize and recognize every day matters. There are no days off for those who are great and uh, continue moving. Yeah. And I, I say speak to this thing as well. Um, you, you used to tell us a lot. Uh, you just got to figure it out. Like we might get an assignment for ministry and, and may not have all the pieces, but you got the Lord. It's like figure it out. When I got to Miami there was times where I would go and, and this kind of spoke to the greatness of what I was around. The, I would see defensive backs in the hallway of the dorm work, working on their defensive speed or running stairs, like in the dorm, like this is like after practice. Um, but you, sometimes you just got to figure it out. Like I want to be great, but like, it's not going to be just at time at practice. It's not going to be when the conditions are right. I have to figure this out. Okay, I'm getting beat. I, I came in fifth or sixth. Okay, what do I have to do to now eclipse the level I want to? And and, and you kind of said it too, because like you say, your son and daughter, y'all about to go do a workout right now. You know, it, it's a it's a figuring it out. Like this is there. There's no excuse. There is there is no no. There is no. This is isn't going to happen. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No. And again, like I said, I mean, everybody is fast, you know, when you get to collegiate level, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there is no, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, um, I was able to coach my son to a 447 laser uh, in the 40 yard dash is people in, in the NF. You understand what I'm saying? He was in 11th grade. OK, why is that possible? It's not just gift. It's not just gift. No, he had to work hard. Do you understand what I'm saying? He had lost in other places. But when you talk about figuring it out, I got that from Pastor David Roberts. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, that that's, yeah. you know, it was one of those things where, um, you know, I remember, you know, I remember, you know, he, he had to kind of deal with that because there was no training per se for ministry. I, I think he ended up going to uh, or not ORU, but um, 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 the, uh, Brother Hagen's school down there in, in Broken Arrow. Rhema, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and he did go to uh, Rhema Bible Training Center. But what I'm saying is that some of the things that we were on the edge of for ministry, nobody showed us how to do it. Like, for example, you were part of G-Force for years. Okay, nobody showed us how we do whatever. But when we say what we did... We tap into what was already there. A lot of times what people don't understand, and I'm about to get on the spiritual note here just for a moment, some things are hiding in plain sight. Some things are right there. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't realize them. There's, there's insight and revelation from heaven that's sitting right there, 
but only those that hunger and thirst after it is gonna see it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, I, I talked about how my uncle said, do these mini calf raises, push-ups, sit-ups, and this kind of thing. Well, it really wasn't so much that the calf raises and the push-ups did it, but because I had my sport on my mind and 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 I'm and I'm trying to figure it out. One of the things I tell young athletes is to fall in love with your sport. You understand what I'm saying? Fall in love with your sport. Like, you know, yeah. who wears um Christian Coleman's the fastest hundred meter guy right now in the United States. What kind of shoes does he wear? Uh I I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um who who's he sponsored by? <laughs> um um, I, 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 I don't know. Where, where does he train at? Um, um, I don't know. And my son might not be able to tell me that stuff right now. But what I'm telling you is, is when, when you can get a young athlete that begins to fall in love with the stats, with the information, with whatever. Oh, they do a, a thousand of these. They do 1500 of these. Oh, yeah, I heard. About, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? When you begin to mm -hmm. when you begin to do that, um, the figuring out is going to come. Why? Because I remember years ago, I remember years ago, this is in business. This is in business, Lewis. I was talking to one of my bosses and we were on our way up to Marblehead or Sandusky area in Ohio. And I remember her, um, you know, we were talking and, you know, she she said, well, Herb, do you believe in luck? And I was like, no, I, I don't believe there's no such thing as luck. And she says, yeah, I, I, what I believe is this is that chance favors the prepared mind. You know what I'm saying? Chance mm. favors the prepared mind. And that basically was letting me know, Herb, if you know your product knowledge, if you know the ins and outs of the service that you're providing, the ins and outs, what you got to do, you know, and this kind of thing. It's the same thing with athletics. Like with my son, I told you that everybody is fast. Okay, this is the difference between the person that's going to run the sick, win the 60 and the and the 200 is the person that did the training, but on that day is able to put it all together. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's got the yeah. start. He's yeah. got the breathing technique down. He's on his toes, uh, on the balls of his feet. He's uh, focused. He's down the track. He's not taking false steps. He's not the guy that can do those kind of things. And that's the, and, and that's the difference. That is the figuring it out. You know, you've done it a thousand times. Now, um, this is the time that's going to matter, you know, and that kind of thing. And I think that with athletes today, um, sometimes uh, the, um, you know, the, the belief and the confidence that I can figure out, you know, what's going on is, is, is sometimes challenging because sometimes guys don't have the financial finances, Lewis. Sometimes guys don't have can't pay for training. I can't do this. I can't do this. But you know what? They got YouTube. They got, I mean, there ain't nothing. YouTube for Generation Z is called the new university. That's what it's called. For Generation yeah. Z is a, so there, <laughs> if, if you can find it, you you got little cheap little deals like the world speed, like right now they got the world speed summit going on. I think it's $20. Okay, if you know that's coming, you can come up with $20 and you can watch that for the for with. 30 different speakers or whatever talking about what it takes to be fast. Okay, that's stuff that we just did not have available when I was growing up. You, you ain't got nothing like that. Yeah. You ain't got nothing. You know, <laughs> so you have to be willing, you know, if you're going to see these things happen, you got to be willing to invest in yourself as well, you know? Yeah. 
It's amazing. It's, it's, it's so much out here, you know. It, I mean, we didn't, me coming up, I didn't have Vertimax. I didn't have all that. I had a heel. <laughs> I had stairs everywhere. Stairs is everywhere. You, you, you can't go one block without finding a set of stairs somewhere. So we had that kind of stuff. It was always push-ups and toe raises. And it was all the outside that we can go run and, and get that cardio. So that's what we had when mm-hmm. I grew up. You know, we didn't have we didn't have uh you can upload your highlight film to huddle. Oh, we had you, it. You got you know, we, and, and you know what, like when you're saying that, it's the same <laughs> way with, with athletes. Like if you're gonna get recruited, don't you sit up and just think that you know what well, they'll just come after me, brother. It's a mil, it is 300 million people in the United States. So for them to find you, okay, for them to find you, you 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 better go find them, figure out where you want to go. That's how it happened with mm-hmm. us. We had to find somebody that you know what would you, you know what would you like? Would 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 it be good for you to recruit a conference champion? Like within a year or so, this is gonna be a conference champion, and he co- he will come to your school. What would that mean to you? Okay, it don't matter who they've been had on the board. Like when you, cause I can track the time is the time. You know what I'm saying? The, the time is yeah. the time. You know, it's 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 hunger and thirst. It's a different level, Lou. Yeah, and, and I, I have a you know because I, I do a lot on Twitter with coaches and athletes, and I have athletes that they'll they'll inbox me and say, "Hey, can you help me find a school?" And I can do that, but I feel like it was almost like the stuff that you taught us. It, it's you you gotta you could give a man a fish, but if you teach him to fish, he he could get his own. Like you know, Forever. so I'm like, hey, take your highlight. I'll help you generate an email, and I want you to send it to a hundred coaches today. Like that's that hunger you're talking about, mm. Mm. you know. And so it's you know I always tell athletes that they won't know you exist until they know you mm-hmm. exist. So let them know that you are on the planet by sending them an email or calling them or inboxing on Twitter. I mean, I've heard so many stories just by Twitter. There's guys that there's a guy that um, he was in college. He didn't get, you know, looked at by the NFL. And this guy sent he, he tagged every NFL team on Twitter with his college highlight and ended up getting a workout by, by the Kansas City mm. Chiefs because mm. of that. Because he was hungry, he's like, "I know I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I, mm-hmm. I can. Do what's in your power mm-hmm. to do." And uh, you know, that's really, you know, some good stuff there. Um, as we turn this corner, as we turn this corner, something that's been, you know, of course, dear to me. I know it's dear to you. In light of athletics, is knowing yeah. the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because having a walk with God is it, it, it gives a different motivation. And even though you're striving and you're being excellent, it gives you reason behind behind why I'm excellent, the why behind the what. And I know it's something that you have input and sown into your children as you taught them and as they're being successful. You know, talk about that a little bit when it comes to athletes and athletics, just knowing the Mm -hmm. Lord. Yeah, the uh, the Lord, our God is excellent. You know, the Bible talks about David, you know, um, or Daniel. Daniel, David, uh, three Hebrew boys, these were all teenagers. You know, I think Esther probably was a teenager or young as well when the story starts getting written about her. But you have to understand, the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit, you know, and 
I believe that um, some of the, you know, excellence is noticeable. You know, when when you come, you know, when you come, you know, I've I've gotten jobs because of the excellence that was upon me. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, there, there, there's something yeah. about a person that you know, and and, and how is excellence developed? Excellence is developed attention to details. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's details. It's the difference between pivoting the right way and pivoting the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's the difference yeah. between. Um, I remember when I was in 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 high school. One of the things that I did was announce basketball games because I didn't, you know, when I made a decision that it was going to be track, I switched over to basketball as an announcer. Was my, that was my weekly money. You know, I was making bread announcing games. Well, one of the games I had was <laughs> uh, was a game with, um, you know, it was a celebrity basketball game. Well, Flint, Michigan is full of celebrities with basketball and football. Glenn Rice, doggone, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Andre Risen, Courtney Hawkins, all these different guys, man, uh, that played. And I remember Glenn Rice, when he was shooting a jump shot, I was talking to Q Simpson the other day. Glenn Rice would almost jump two and a half feet seemed like off the ground. He was already six, seven, six, eight, but he would jump like two, two and a half feet off the ground before he would release his jump, his, his ball. Do you know how tall, how high that is? That's almost level with the basketball. I mean, with the, with the actual deal. But every time, I'm not talking about like sometimes. I'm talking about every time. And he would be almost back by the out, being out of bounds almost, you know, and it would be swish, swish, swish. Well, it's the excellence. It over, like when you do it over and over, you become – it becomes normal. Excellence can become normal when you do it over and over. You know what I'm saying? Excellence can become normal. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, that changed with Christian when he first got to school was his start. It was some other stuff woke up, but they his start. And when they fix they fix it action time. And when they fix that, he automatically ran the fastest time the six ever ran in his life. You know what I'm saying? But they had to, but 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 yeah. but here's the thing: they would do starts three times a week. Do you understand what I'm saying? They would they would do it three times a week. Okay, yeah. we would never do starts that often. We would do starts. Uh, get you a few in after this workout. Get you a few in after that workout. But I'm talking about no 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 no. This the workout. It starts. You know. <coughs> and so I think you know that, that that's the same thing. Like my daughter, like one of the goals each day. It's for her to get a thousand touches in with the soccer ball. A thousand. She eleven. She eleven. A thousand. A thousand soccer. Uh, you know, a thousand touches. Why? Because I want it to be when she gets out on on the soccer field that it is it is absolutely clear, clear. Because she plays against boys, it is clear that there's nobody that can deal with her. You understand? I mean, that there's nobody that can deal with her. She's smaller. She's not real big. She's not. But it don't matter because she got because she got the excellence, you know, down when it comes to that. And you know, she got a long way to go. But you know what? We will get there. But we build it brick by brick, uh, and we and we pursue excellence. So it is clear when people see what's going on. Okay, well, he 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 got that, or she got that. Or, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's important.
Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's what the that's what the Lord will require of us. You know, I I've always believed in, you know, if I'm gonna represent him, then I'm gonna represent him in the mm-hmm. best way. And I can't represent him and not work at my mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. as unto him. Because if I'm working in my craft as unto him, then the results mm-hmm. are gonna show. And and so, you know, that's that's just amazing stuff, man. And and to see you you know, I've done that over time. You you did it with us in youth ministry when you let us, you know, it, it's just the way that we are made and expected to be when we mm-hmm. serve the Lord. And, you know, as we, as we uh, wind this thing down, I just wanted to, you know, we do have the athletes that are listening now, you know, people are locked in, you know, there's situations where people can get out to a gym or track, but there's situations where people can't, but they have home, they have around their block or whatever, like what's one thing, and you've dropped a lot of nuggets this call, but what's one thing that if you had to leave one thing that our athletes could take and could live by after they hang up from this podcast, what's something that you can leave with them? Um, I think the biggest thing that I would leave with a, you know, with a athlete or a Christian athlete would be seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. I would say if you lean in hard to chase after him, the other things will happen and realize that nothing happens on accident. Life is lived on purpose. It's not I, It's not always about I was in the right place at the right time. No, there was a thousand other things I was doing that were the right things that put me <laughs> in that position. I mean, you think about your situation you know, it wasn't that you just happened to be there. I just happened to be, I just, no, no, no. It's not just, just happened. It was, you were hungering and thirsting after something and it opened up to that. Now, what I yeah. would say to athletes that you, not, I don't necessarily know the Lord. I don't necessarily, you know, well, you better start knowing him. No, but, um, but what I would say is this right here. I would say, um, don't allow what is preventing everybody else from working on their craft to to do that with you do you have a basement do you have youtube can you go outside um why there are a whole lot of things that you can do by yourself in a mirror putting a net up doing whatever the case is go buy you a hoop then and play one in your yard go do you know there, there are a lot of things that can be done but again, it takes four hours a day, four hours a day, if you're going to do it. That's two hours in the morning before you go to school. That's two hours in the evening, if you're going to be great and excellent at what you're doing. Man, amazing stuff. Man, this has been like super amazing. You know, I'm not even playing anymore, but it's charging me, you know, and, you know, I, I pray that, you know, as our athletes and even some of our coaches that tune in, they'll probably be listening to for the sake of their athletes to pass some things down. You know, this is where it's at. You know, you can't get around work. You know, you can't get around putting it in. You can't sit at home and then all of a sudden, poof, I'm in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, as you've been sharing some things that um, they can take these things away from this podcast and apply them to their life, apply them to their their, their players' lives, players apply to your own lives, um, I think it'll bear some fruit for you. So, 
Man, Pastor Ford, thank you for letting me interview today. It's been amazing hey, having glad you to be on, on there. And hey, if you got other stuff, particular topics, particular areas that you want to get on and, and that kind of thing, let me know. Uh, if folks want to get in contact with me for more, I'm at h4rd123 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'd love to, to be a part of that. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on with young people right now. So thank you for letting me uh, be a part of this. And uh, again, I'd love to connect with you again. Uh, definitely. We'll take you up <laughs> on that offer. So <laughs> we get get a few more episodes in. But hey, everybody, that was um, Pastor Ford, Pastor Herb Ford, that is. Make sure you reach out to him if you got some questions or just want to connect um, for the replay of this podcast. Please visit my website, lewisshine.com. Click on podcast as well as connect with us to listen to this episode on Instagram and Twitter at interview you pod that's at interview you pod but until next time thank you guys for tuning into this episode we'll see you on the next one